Well, thank you for joining us tonight. My name is Jason DeGraff, and I serve on staff as our pastor of spiritual formation. And I want to thank you for uh, coming tonight, giving up time out of your schedules. I know you're missing the Pro Bowl, so I'm sure that's a disappointment for, for many of you. Um, but really, we hope that these events, these regroup events, uh, that will, they'll leave you encouraged, equipped, and inspired. That's our goal. And so, I, again, I want to thank you for being here tonight. Yeah, we want to welcome you. I am Noah Bixby, I lead NYA, Helpful Young Adults Groups, which is fun. We'll play a little game. All right, so let's get moving. This is an all-play. So this is a hands-in-the-air kind of a game. So if you're, if you're with me, you got to lift a hand for one of these answers. I call the game Irreplaceable. And what we're going to do is throw some household items and talk about how quick we should replace them. Now, this isn't how soon should you replace this item. This is how soon did you replace this item? Do you replace this item? This is not how quick your wife replaced it. This is how quick you are replacing the item, okay? So first item up is the disposable mask, all right? All right, the answers are every day, uh, once they go through the wash, once the strap breaks, and once they smell like coffee, all right? So I don't think I've ever done one that has only been a one-time use. I, I'm not sure, but... So we got A. Any A's in the room? Okay, a couple A's. Oh, we got some rule followers. B's. How many B's? Okay, a couple B's. C's. All right. Okay, the C's were the win. Oh, man. And then D, the coffee. Okay, a couple D's. All right. I drink less coffee since I started wearing a mask. Okay. You don't want to smell that coffee breath all day. (laughs) All right. I'm going to say C won that round. All right. Next (laughs) item is... The furnace air filter. Oh, man. Do you just remember you had one of those? All right. A, every three months. B, every six months. C, annually. And I didn't know I had one. All right. How many A's? A's out there. Okay. We have some rule followers. B's. How many B's? Oh, a lot of B's. Okay. C's. A few less, but still. All right. We're good. Then D. D. Oh, we have some D's. Come on. All so right. So I just bought a house when we had radiant heat. Do, okay. do we have an air filter? I don't, I don't, I don't even know. I so I'm a D on this I'm, one. You might want to look into that. I don't know. Hope I don't buy your house. But So what's the answer? Answer is A, every three months. We had like the lowest number of people say A. Um, third item on the list is the razor. Who has had a razor for a while? One from high school, anyone? A, once a week, B, every two weeks, th- C, once a month, and D, once you cut is, yourself. Is this for leg shaving or beard shaving or what's the... I don't know how often you shave you sh- your legs. Every other week. Yeah. <laughs> every other week. I like to swim. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, all right, I feel you. Okay. Any A's? We got any A's? Oh, one or two. All right, two people. Three. Okay. B's? All right, a couple B's. C's? A lot of C's and D's. Oh, man, the D's are thriving. <laughs> so how many usages is this? Like, is this like shaving every day? Okay, like, okay. I'm going to come clean. Gillette says you should change every five to seven uses. Okay. All right, so if you've got a, like, <laughs> if you're Duck Dynasty, you're going to be a while. All That's right? a money so, ploy. That's a money ploy right It is. There. Gillette <laughs> wants to make some money off you. Um, all right, a third item is the kitchen sponge. Uh-oh. Oh, those are a cesspool. <laughs> All right. A, we've got 14 days. B, we've got once a month. C, you've got every six months. And D, never. I'm attached. So my, life, my wife likes to microwave these. It's supposed to, like, kill the germs. She's going to kill me now for saying that. 
<laughs> Remind me not to come over for dinner or <laughs> bring my own plates. Right? We have a dishwasher, too. Okay. A's. How many A's? Okay, we got like two people. B's. A couple B's. All right. All right. C's. A few C's. And D. Never. Oh, we have a few nevers. Holy oh. moly. <laughs> I love you. Honestly, don't go to the You guys are group house. leaders, so I applaud you for the integrity. Uh, what do we got here? 14 days. Oh, man. <laughs> That's some vile sponges at Northridge. Uh, the last one your toothbrush. Oh, man. Yeah, this is good. A, every three months. B, every six months. C, annually. Or D. When you go to the dentist. Yes. That's that makes every sense. Every six months, right? That so makes that's like sense. the same as, as B, right? Okay, B and D. We got to wash, right? Okay. How many is A? Okay, we've got a lot of A's. B or D. How many B or D's? Okay, we've got a lot of B or D's. And then C. Last one, C. Okay, we got two people. Annually. Okay. Woo! Terp got, yeah, <laughs> we're in annually. 90 days is a toothbrush. 90 days. Okay. Woo. So apologize to your spouse and then buy a new one. But 30... Yeah, 90 days. So why we play this game is all these items are super, super important to replace, right? It's like, man, I've got to replace that. And some of you are probably like, I'm going to go home and replace that now. But <laughs> they never feel urgent. It's always like next week, next week, next week. And the reason we're talking about this is our leadership is kind of the same in group. It's like we just get going day to day and we forget to replace ourselves. So tonight the theme is irreplaceable. Yeah, so four years ago at Regroup, we rolled out what we've called the group leader essentials. And there's a lot of good things we can do as group leaders, but there's a few things that are essential if you want to have healthy groups and, and have a church where people experience biblical community. And over the year, the last couple of years, as Drew already mentioned, COVID has impacted a lot of things. It's impacted our groups. It's impacted probably your group dynamics. Um, but one thing that it hasn't changed is what it takes to have a healthy group. And so you'll see, if you open up the, the app, you'll see these six essentials there. You'll see them on the screen next to me, our six group leader essentials. And over the last four years, we've been slowly working our way one at a time through each of these group leader essentials. And tonight we have landed at our very last one, which is yeah. replace yourself. And so a simple definition of that is developing leaders to serve with us now and then serve without us in the future. That's good. Now, when I, when I think about replacing ourselves and when I think about community groups, I tend to think about the goal of community groups is, is the Great Commission, to do discipleship, to make disciples. And when I think about discipleship in the New Testament, the number two comes to mind because there's two primary passages that I think of. There's 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, and then Titus chapter 2. So in 2 Timothy 2.2, 2, Paul says this to Timothy. He says, And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. So Paul's main point in that passage is that we should be raising up disciples who also raise up disciples. In Titus chapter 2, Paul challenges older men and older women to invest in younger men and younger women to, to model and to teach them what it looks like to follow Jesus. And as we look through the pages of Scripture, we see this modeled again and again. We see Moses discipling Joshua and Elijah, Elisha, and Paul discipling Timothy, and then the master discipler himself, Jesus, discipling the disciples. We are his disciples. So I hear you that it's biblical, right? We should be doing this. Maybe I've got kids and I'm discipling them. But what does it mean for our groups, right? Like, okay, 
that's good stuff from the Bible, but how does that help my group? And why does that matter for my group in the context of Northridge and my group? Um, why is replacing myself so essential? The, reason, the first reason is for the group's health. So if you've got more leaders, you can reach more people, and they have influence that you don't have. So adding new leaders helps the health of the group because you're getting more buy-in from more leaders, and you're transforming more lives. I mean, that's really what it touches more people. And that's what we're here to do, more and better. So the first reason is for the health of your group. The second reason is for the health of the leader. So for your mental health, you got to have a co-leader, right, Jason? I mean, Amen. yeah, come on. I mean, have you ever let alone and just kind of like, man, this stinks, you know, like, ah, oh, where's, and you're like, I'll be good, I'll be good. And like week five, you're like, man, a snack again, you know? But I'm telling you, for your mental health, replace yourself. It can be discouraging, but more leaders helps you get community as well. So you can be sharpening one another, spurring one another on, and getting community for yourself as you try to lead and pour back into yourself. So that's huge. Yeah, one last reason is for the future of the group. Now, the reality is that no leader will be leading in any organization forever. And that's true in our community groups. And so as leaders, we need to prepare our group for the day when we're no longer going to be there. Uh, whether that means our group multiplies or God simply leads us in a new direction. Um, so as leaders, we need to regularly invest our lives in potential leaders in our group. But I think as Noah already mentioned at the beginning, uh, it never feels urgent, but it is important. Now you might raise the question, well, if replacing ourselves is so important, then why is our theme for tonight irreplaceable? Yeah, that was really weird. I was, I, I'm confused about that. Yeah, What's so, going on there? I missed a meeting. Okay. Let me try to explain it to you, Noah. Okay. All right. So while it is true that replacing ourselves is essential, it's also true that the most irreplaceable people in any organization are the people who regularly replace themselves. Ah, uh, I see. Okay, come on, come that on. Makes sense yep, to you? Okay. Yep. <laughs> let me say let me say it a different way. The most irreplaceable people are those who raise up others so that the organization is not dependent on them for success. Or you'll see this in your notes even simpler. If you make yourself replaceable, then you are irreplaceable. Dang, that's good. Come on. Okay. Thanks, thanks no. <laughs> All right. Got your back. So this isn't a perfect illustration, but, but I think being a group leader is kind of like parenting. I would say that as a parent, you are irreplaceable. There, there is no one that can place your role in your child's life. And yet, as a parent, you're, no, you're not going to be in your child's life forever. So you need to prepare them for the day when you're not going to be around now, at home, I have a five-year-old daughter and an almost two-year-old daughter, and I love my daughters, but I don't want to spend the rest of my life wiping their bottom and shoveling food into their mouth and being their Uber driver and, and taking care of all of their financial expenses. I, I hope that there's going to be a day when they can take care of themselves and they can also take care of others. Or take care of you in your old age. My yes. father often <laughs> reminds me that I will be tearing for him in his... He wiped my butt one day. I'll get to wipe his butt one day. That's what I've heard. So I'm blessed with that opportunity. But, yeah. Ra yeah, raise kids that love you. That's what yes. I got. Yeah. Let's uh, move on from that mental image. Okay. So what is true is that none of us are really irreplaceable. Uh, that God's got this. He doesn't need any individual one of us to complete his work 
in our life, but when we replace ourselves, when we develop other leaders, we're laying a foundation, not just for the future of our group, but for the future of the church for generations to come. Mm, That's good. I hear you. I'm like, yeah, I'm with it, right? That we should have new leaders. And I would welcome some new leaders. But the tension I'm like, I'm feeling is like, all right, sounds great, but my group is just kind of a cesspool of entitled people, right? It's kind of like everyone just comes to come and they want me to lead them. How do I find another leader? Where do they come from, right? Like, I'm looking for a good leader. Or, you know, young adults come to me a lot and I get this. It's like, Hey, I'd love a new leader who's about 20, 24 is too old, too young, 26 is too old, 25, 6'4", with some abs and sings like David, a couple years of theology under his belt. You send him my way. If you've got any free agents, Noah, just add them to my group this fall, and I would love it. I'm about it. Come on. Bring them on. We're the free agents. All right, so this fall in August, for the very first time, we're going to be having our next or our first ever group leader draft. <laughs> And so get your, your positioning in now for a draft. Okay, we're not actually going to do that. <laughs> but, but Noah does raise attention that I think all of us feel. Like, how do we actually replace ourselves? Where do we find these leaders? And so what we want to do with the rest of our time is share with you three steps to replace yourself. And the first step is simply to find leadership. I think one of the greatest challenges in replacing ourselves is finding potential leaders Uh, in our group, and I think one of the challenges with us finding potential leaders is that we often set the bar way too high. Uh, We have expectations for what a leader should be or who they could be uh, that most people could never fill. And I think we said this in the past, that if you wait until you find a person in your group with the word leader tattooed on their forehead, then you're going to be waiting for for a really long time. Long time. Yes. And so here's what is true. Leaders aren't generally discovered. They are developed. That's good. And so you're not looking for someone who's ready to lead today or tomorrow, but someone who has the potential to lead in the future. Uh, But who are those people? Who actually in my group has the potential to lead? What am I looking for? We want to share with you two things to look for in a potential leader. Uh, The first one is character. And so let's, let's talk about character. When I think about character uh, qualities in the New Testament, I think about uh, the qualifications for a pastor in 1 Timothy 3. When you look at the qualifications for a pastor, all but one of the qualifications, um, there's one skill and the rest are all character qualifications, and they are high character qualifications. And yet the very person who wrote down those qualifications called himself the chief of sinners, Paul himself, he was responsible for the murder of Christians. When you think about maybe the most significant leader in the early church, Peter, he was known for denying Christ three times. Last week, Drew talked about Abraham's amazing faith, and yet Abraham was unfaithful to his wife. Moses killed an Egyptian. Rahab was a prostitute. Uh, the, man who, the, the man who loved God, a man after God's own heart, David, he slept with another man's wife and then had that, man's, uh, that man murdered. And yet when we look in the New Testament, all of these uh, people are commended for their faith. The truth is that God uses flawed men and flawed women to display his character and to build his kingdom. So we're not looking for flawless people in our group, but we're looking for people who are humble, who are seeking to grow, seeking to follow Jesus. So 
what are some character qualities to look for in a potential leader? In the past, we have used the acronym FAT, which stands for Faithful, Available, and Teachable. Now, when I, when I think about faithful, do you have members in your group who are consistent? And over the last two years, if you have people in your group who are consistent, Those are leaders. Then, then sign them up for leadership right now, all right? So are they consistent? Are they faithful? Are they available? Do they have the capacity to lead? Are they teachable? Are they humble? Are they anxious to learn? Do they recognize, hey, I don't have it all together? These are a few character qualities to look for in a potential leader in your group. Yeah, that's so good. The second half, so we talked about the character qualities. The second half is the skill. So what am I looking for? Because I feel like we set the bar too high. We're looking for a bunch of Drew Karshners in our group to say, hey, he could be a leader, right? But they don't look like the same shape and size every time. So there's three things that might broaden the horizon on what you'd find in a leader. The first is a catalyst. Anyone who's planning stuff, who people want to be around, want to hang out with. So if they're setting up the movie night, the game night, if they've got community stuff going on, people want to talk to them in the lobby, that's a great leader. That might be someone that you want to identify as a leader. Another one is a servant. If they're just running the thing behind the scenes and it's happening, right? Snacks happening, they're hosting, and they're making things happen, or they say, we want to lead a serving opportunity for the group, that's another potential leader. And the last type of leader is a shepherd. So if you've got someone in your group who's just, hey, how did that go last week? We were praying for you, and we're just checking in on you. We want to see how that went for you. That is a, a sign of a potential leader, someone who could be shepherding people in your group. And they don't all look the same. They don't all look one size fits all. Leaders come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah, I think often when we're looking for a leader, we're looking for someone who has all three of those skills. And there's very few leaders who actually are good at all three of those things. So I'd say if someone has godly character and they're seeking to grow and you see any one of those skills in them, then they have the potential to lead. And there's some leaders who are good at leading alone. I mean, they, they could lead a group alone, and there's other people who are better at leading if they have a set of co-leaders. I think all of us really do better when we have a set of co-leaders. Now, I think maybe what's even more difficult than finding potential leaders in our group is actually developing leaders in our group. And so the, the next step in replacing yourself is to model leadership. We would say that leadership is caught more than it is taught that we reproduce who we are. And so when you see a healthy child, they're most likely an imitation of a healthy parent. And when you see a, a, healthy, a healthy disciple, it's always an imitation of Christ. At the beginning of the night, I talked about our six group leader essentials, and the very first one is the most essential one, the most important one, which is to pursue Christ. Your relationship with Christ is gonna have far more of an impact than anything else that you do as a leader. And Paul himself said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. He said to, to Timothy, he said, set an example for the believers in speech and conduct and love in faith and in purity. We would say that the best training for future leaders is simply being part, attending a healthy group with healthy leaders. And, and in fact, the only training that we require of a, of a person before they jump into leadership at Northridge is that they first attend a community group at Northridge. Yeah, that's good. And that kind of 
slowly trends us into the sharing leadership. Uh, we talked about modeling it, finding it, and then sharing it. And so how do we share the reins in our group? People don't grow unless they're in the game, right? You've got to get them playing the game. We've watched Josh Allen the last three or four years. It takes time in the game to get better. So you've got to get people leading alongside you in group to grow. So instead of setting people up as a means to get things done, right? Instead of like saying, all right, you're good at snack, you get this, we're going to do this thing. Look at your group as a way to grow the people in your group. So snack could be a way to develop a leader, or a facilitating a discussion could be a way to develop the people in your group. Flip the script on why we think group is important. It could be important for developing the leaders in your group rather than for just getting the things done. A lot of leaders run after the strategy or the snack or the study to get the right result, but really the best leaders are empowering the right people and they're after people's hearts and setting them up for success to grow into great leaders long after they're gone. And so handing off responsibilities, if it becomes Jason's group or Noah's group or my group, that's a problem because you've gotta have people say, come to my group. You've gotta say, this is our group and feeling like there's ownership, that it's a one for all, all for one. Um, and then hand off the responsibilities. Give it away. Sometimes it feels like, I don't want to give this away because what if they do a terrible job leading discussion? What if they talk like Noah, you know, like put their foot in their mouth all the time, like screw things up? Yeah, I get it. But I also think if they, if they don't ever get a chance to lead, they're never going to grow. Like we were never like ready-made leaders right out the gate, right? It takes time and you've got to learn. You've got to fail forward and try it. Um, and so if you just disqualify people before you let them lead, you're in trouble at developing leaders. So hand off the responsibilities. One way we do this is the shared volunteer schedule. And if you are not doing the shared volunteer, I mean, this is a no, but this is low-hanging fruit if I ever seen it. This is like a squib kick with 13 seconds left. I mean, this is too soon? Too soon. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I'm just, this is a no-brainer. We gotta do this, right? Like, if you're not using this, it's on our website. You know, if you're like, you gotta jump on this. It's a, it's a huge way. It, what I always say is, if you don't schedule it, then you're doing it, right? <laughs> like, if, if I don't schedule it, then I look at pages that night and I'm like, man, looks like we're bringing snack tomorrow, you know, because someone else is not doing it. It's us, and we feel bad at the last second. Sometimes I think we can feel like, I don't want to ask someone for help when, you know, it's like 10 bucks to bring a snack or whatever. They're a young adult, they're in college, and they're broke. But I feel like, if we don't ask people, we're robbing them from the chance to grow. We're robbing them from the opportunity to lead and to be used by God in their gifting. And so inviting people in is so key and important. You can either have control or you can have growth, but you can't have both. And when you hang on to the control to say, I'm leading discussion every week, you'll never see someone else grow. So it's so important to use that volunteer schedule. Another way is apprenticeship. If you've got someone in your group who's not a member yet but wants to be a leader, Sign them up and add them as an apprentice. They got all the privileges and rights of a regular leader. They're going to lead it with a coach. They're going to lead with the right resources and training, but they don't have to be a member yet. So it's a good uh, avenue for like a first step, just onboarding. Um, I want to tell a story, and it's one of my friend's stories. He wrote this actually for us tonight for me to share. And he was someone who you might think, I don't know if they're a leader when you meet them, but man, leadership has been cool to watch God work in his life. So Here's his story, and his name is Colin. I invited him to lead a little while back, but he's, uh, he's wrote this for us. About two years ago, I was invited to attend Northridge. After walking through the doors of Willink Middle School for the first time, I knew this place was different than any other place I'd been in Rochester. At, some time, I was going, at that time, I was going through loneliness and depression, and things were not looking up for my life. Noel quickly invited me to attend his group in the city, and I showed up not knowing what to expect. 
at, I left there late that night knowing I had made some great friends and met meaningful people. After attending a few weeks, Noah asked me to lead, which I agreed to only after I was assured that it was pre-written questions shared after a video that I just had to ask. So um, that night ended up speaking about my struggles with pornography, and when the guys split, we had a great conversation in prayer night. Shortly after, Noah asked me to be a small group leader, but I said no because I didn't feel like I was qualified and I had not figured everything out for myself yet. A few months after a rough breakup, I decided that I needed to throw myself towards God and towards godly people. And I was searching for ways to get involved with the church. During that time, I met up with Noah for coffee, and he really encouraged me to step into leadership again. And this time, I said yes. Um, it, I stepped up after our group split, and it was one of the best decisions I've made. Leading a group has brought me closer to God and godly people. I've learned so much, and I've gotten a lot of enjoyment seeing how God worked in our group and in my fellow leaders. You must be dedicated to lead, but perfection is not a requirement to grow with God and point people towards his son, Jesus. Take a minute to evaluate for yourself and ask where God is leading you. Sometimes he's been right there the whole time, speaking through the people in your life. When God is speaking to you, I pray you have the response of 1 Samuel 3 through 3, 4. The Lord called Samuel and Samuel answered, here I am. So my question on that is, who is your Colin? Where is Colin in your life? There's someone walking through the doors next week who's depressed, who's anxious, who has no friends and who just moved here and might not seem like they have potential to lead right away, but they need invited. They need us to share, to find them, and then to model leadership for them and invite them in to walk with us as we lead. So there's people in your group, there's people you're identifying right now, but what are we doing to develop new leaders in our group? And the, there's a challenge, and this is the challenge, right? I got us all some toothbrushes, courtesy of Jason and the community group's budget. So there's toothbrushes on your table, um, and uh, it says replace yourself on the toothbrush. And we all know now from this game that you have to replace yourself every 90 days, 90 just days. like a toothbrush, right? So your toothbrush needs replaced every 90 days. So in 90 days, who is going to be doing what you're doing for your group? So put it somewhere you, know, you remember. Put it on the, I don't want you to use a glass. Use or it. A little, Just use it. Yeah. yeah use day. it. I don't care. Yeah. Twice a day. There, yeah. <laughs> Better yet. Yeah. Before you put your mask on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the challenge is someone else needs to be leading those areas in your group in the next 90 days. We'll send you an email at 45. We'll send you an email at 90 days. And we want you to invite someone. If you're doing snack right now, someone else has got to be doing snack in 90 days. If you're doing the schedule right now, put someone else in charge of the schedule in 90 days. And so the next step is replace yourself and replace your toothbrush all in one. But really, it's something we get to do. It's not something we have to do, but this is a journey to be a part of. I'm so blessed to be a part of Colin's story, and I am dreaming that so many of us will be blessed by seeing other people step up in our groups too. All right, so what's next? Uh, we hope that in 90 days, which is near the end of our group's year, there's two things that will be true of you. One, that your teeth will be whiter. And uh, number two, that we will have an army of future leaders ready to disciple and mentor people here at North Point.